Welcome to The Art Box, recorded in our beautiful Mesquite, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association provides creative opportunities for all ages. Get creative with us at the Mesquite Fine Arts Center, 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, or find us online at mesquitefineartscenter.com or on Facebook, The Art Box. some great guests locals here we do our next door neighbors yes dave and charlotte from juniper outpost thank you for coming thank you thank you for having us we appreciate the opportunity do you want to tell us a little bit about you and how you started juniper and why you moved to mesquite Oh, you guys weren't born in Mesquite? No. We're originally from Minnesota, and I I am very proud of that. And I feel like there's a lot of Minnesotans here in Mesquite, a lot of Midwesterners. There are, yes. Yes. We moved in community because we are a community-spirited family. And so when we were transitioning down here, that included moving with my mother, who's in now her early 70s. We've been here for a few years, moved during the pandemic, which is an interesting time to relocate for folks, but in short order, we figured we were able to figure out what there is to love about this community. And we noticed that there wasn't a real opportunity if we wanted to find something thoughtful for to express that language of love through gift giving, we'd often have to get in our car and drive to St. George or, you know, leave our community at times mm-hmm. to find some of those opportunities. And and so then we, we, we decided to create our own, you know, for, for our community. Fantastic. We were talking a little bit earlier before we started the podcast. You said that you had some artists contributing in your gift shop who are still in high school, which is fantastic. I love to be aware of what that next generation is doing. I believe those are the ones to watch because those will be the ones caring for us. And so I really like to spend time collaborating with young folks, as well as we have some wonderful elders in our community Mm -hmm. who participate with us as well. When we first opened, we put a call out to our community that we wanted to showcase local creators and makers and would anyone be interested? And we had folks reach out and one of them is Liam. He was at, when he started with us, he was 15 years old making earrings that were very whimsy and clever and thoughtful. And he's been with us since our doors have opened and he's one of our top artists. And now he's driving and we get to see him evolve and it's been awesome it's fun Mm -hmm. watching them grow up Mm -hmm. so we have 40 local artists with pieces for sale at juniper outpost and they they i think the youngest we've ever had was 11 an 11 year old great wow yeah well into their 80s spans a wide range of ages what kind of items then for our listeners who haven't been in juniper outpost what might they find if they walk in the store in addition to jewelry Oh, the full range. As far as local creators and makers, we have folks that are offering paintings, upcycled products where they'll find, they'll hand paint a vase, mugs. Denim. Denim, painted denim. Really beautiful painted denim. Hats, earrings. We have ceramic artists, glass artists, in addition to the jewelry. Oh, right. 
wood and clay artists. It's, it's a wide variety of mediums, and talent level in this community is, is incredible. This is a real arts community. Cayenta is wonderful, but we don't need to drive to Cayenta to find incredible art, as been evidenced for years by the Fine Arts Gallery. But beyond the fine arts here, there's a ton of talent of makers, creators, of just really cool stuff. People finding stones out in the desert and turning them into cigar ashtrays. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. the cre- we're, we're finding art forms that we didn't even know were art forms. Mm-hmm. The pine needle ba- woven oh. baskets are just incredible sculptural. They're just beautiful. And I, I guess I had seen them before, but I didn't really appreciate it as an art form. You mentioned upcycled. Mm-hmm. Is that like a recycling? Yep. Those are artists who choose to find objects, be it through their adventures or even recycling, like painted denim. Jerry will go out and find denim pieces at our local thrift shops, totally rework it into something one of a kind, and then offer it. And we love that. What's it offered? Is it framed or? You wear it. Oh, you wear it. You wear it. (laughs) One of my favorites to promote is wearable art. Uh You know, those. Sure. And really talk about it as such. And she really does something on things that, yeah, she finds Mm -hmm. at our local thrift shops and creates. Charlotte has a line denim jacket that she painted Uh that people have tried to buy right off her back in the Vegas. When I'm traveling, it's so beautiful. Uh And so I think that's really a fun new way for for people to get their images out there. Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. And your store is right next to the Steam Center for Mm -hmm. people who haven't visited you yet. That's really convenient. Drop the kids off here to play a little bit and stop by and look. There's a lot going on in this plaza. Uh A lot of new stuff going on. And we have people come in every day saying, I haven't haven't been into the the Mesquite Plaza in years. Mm -hmm. And they're really surprised to see all the storefronts occupied. And we really chose when we were looking for space to offer something like this to our community. We wanted to find an area that really felt like it was part of the heartbeat of Mesquite. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to be a part of a plaza that was supporting community experiences. It just falls so much in line with how we value collaboration. So when we found out that the STEAM Center was going to be part of what we would get to experience, we were really excited about it because it just, it's part of what we're interested in. It's very consistent with what we believe. Mm -hmm. When you were in Minnesota, did you have experience with another business or is this all new for you? Well, I worked as an independent, as an independent small business practitioner in the healing arts for over, and I had that small practice for over 10 years, so I did have some experience in that. Mm -hmm. But doing something with a retail shop, this is absolutely an adventure. It's one where (laughs) it's taken all of our, we really believe in that group process. And we really thought if we don't have to know how to do everything, but we're gonna need to be open to learning with others. That's served us really well. We've got a small team at Juniper now, but everyone really is bringing the best of what their previous experience has been, even if it's not related to retail, but to creating something that is gonna work. Steve, that's remarkable. It'd be like you and me saying, let's let's start a new business tomorrow. (laughs) 
We right? did, didn't we? A year and yes. a half ago. We all kind of you got to start. Someone's got to start somewhere. Yeah. One of the strongest. You, I don't think there's anything more powerful than when you get that dynamic of a free spirit and the nerd. Someone's got to have the idea and say, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. And someone's got to say, well, how? What? Right. Start asking those questions. And that's really been what I found has been so sweet about this experience. We'll often find someone with the ah, the inspiration mm-hmm. and then a group of people going, well, how are we going to do it? And then we start figuring it out. I'm still trying to figure out which one I am, the free spirit or the nerve. It, ch- it can <laughs> change. Kind of alternate. Are you, are you left, yeah. left brain or right brain? <laughs> it changes all the time. But that's the beauty of the dynamic. You know, yeah. someone's got to be willing to say, let's go for it. Dave, what did you do back in Minnesota that uh, helped you do this new venture? I don't know that it helped me do this new venture, but I spent... 30 or so years in the financial service industry. I managed a municipal bond trading desk for a couple of Wall Street firms. Came out here and continued to do that for the first year we were here and then just decided I want to do something different with my life. You were, you were doing that from home? Here I was, pre-move. I, w- I was going in, sit on a trading desk, and it just got old. It just I wanted to do something that felt like it had more value, and 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 it did have value. We underwrote bonds that helped mm-hmm. universities, higher education systems, nursing homes, subsidized housing. So there was there was a lot of good feeling about the infrastructure needs that were being financed through the work that we did. But this just feels what we're doing now, which is given people who might not have had an opportunity before a chance to get their art out in the world. Mm-hmm. For some of them, it's important to monetize it. For some of them, they don't. It's not the money. They just want to know that people mm-hmm. want their art in their home, and we've created this space that kind of helps people feel connected. They come in, and we've had people come into the shop and say, "We heard this was a safe place," and just hang out. Oh, that's you know, wonderful. That's, yeah, you know, this whole we were talking about the shopping center area. It's just changing so quickly and it's becoming a real arts center area with the happy happy hippo painted, painted hippo yeah. <laughs> bless you <laughs> i call it that all the time gwen has to always because <laughs> you're so but, happy there I uh, yes well there you go yeah so yeah. i always yeah. Yeah. call it jupiter out, out you know we orbit. get, we we get, get it jupiter all orbit a lot, yeah. <laughs> so the steam center juniper outpost the Painted Hippo. Painted Hippo. And, and Slurp. Smoothie shop. I mean. Bootlegger Trading bootlegger just opened up. This is another. Talk about finding one of a kind mm-hmm. pieces, putting it all together where all of a sudden that beauty's you can really see it. The Bootlegger is another group that does a great job of curating what they're offering so that people can really, it stands out. You know, sometimes I think that when people, that is what feels so like artistic for me next door is finding ways to offer things where the beauty really can be can be appreciated. The way they have it orchestrated and curated and displayed, you, you look, that, that's beautiful. And so you just said curated, and I heard the name of it's Man Cave. 
So has Man Cave ever had the word curated associated with it before? <laughs> I don't That's know. why I'm making a distinction. <laughs> I was ahead. I really, I did. It was so fun to, it's a great, another family, another mm-hmm. local family, mm-hmm. multi-generational. It's wonderful parents working with their kids, getting something going and to see what they're, yeah, it's all about how you, how you set it up it, and it's it, magical. It is so cool to watch mm-hmm. what's going on all around Mesquite right now with the opening of really cool new businesses mm-hmm. by, by the exceptional local. families yeah, and all you know mm-hmm. I mean they're, they're just all really likable people and they've got great businesses coming in and we're starting to really now that we've been at this for a couple of years it has been fun to even see how we're getting creative as small business owners the ones that are fr- working together to support each other you know just that a creative intelligence that comes through turning over to a group and being part of something bigger. It's been really, it's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Can we go back mm-hmm. to little Dave and little Charlotte? Sure. Was there things happening there that got your creative juices flowing that eventually got you to this point? I come from, my father was an, a wonderful Irish tinkerer. And so I spent a lot of time as a youth in sheds with junk and just creating <laughs> wonderful worlds. We would take, he could make anything out of anything. We would, and we were low income. So we'd have to be, you made your toys. You created your, your own fun, if you will. We would take, he'd find a pallet and we would turn it into a picnic table by the end of the day. So that's my experience with, and I, and then I went on in the healing arts as an esthetician, I just, it's always been something that I, but I really experienced spirituality through honoring the traditions of, of art. I don't think it's easy for people to have original thoughts. I don't think it's easy for people to express them and then share them. And so for me, I've always been naturally attracted and wanting to support. And even if I can't be a skilled artist at, at a fine gallery, everyone needs an audience. I like to have it, you know, I need someone to appreciate what we're trying to offer. Mm-hmm. So I've always been really comfortable in seeking out that role and acknowledging, wow, you've done something different. And it took time and thoughtfulness and, and some energy to do that. And thank you. So, but my dad and my mom, she's a IT person. So in addition to tinkering, I have lots of systems, <laughs> so, lots of organizational skills. And I met your mom over there. Yes, day. she's yes. wonderful. But she was someone, she's a woman who was working with computers before. You know, when computers would take up the size of this office, that first wave of, of folks. And so she has a very different set of skills that she's shared with me as well that are helpful with what I'm getting done, what I'm trying to. And she's been absolutely instrumental in the running of oh. Post. She She's our chief financial officer. She handles a lot of the payments to the artists. Which I Most find quite inspiring, and because when we meet a lot of our makers, some of them, they like one of the artists. He's a fantastic Lance Bar. He's a draws with pencil, 
and he's at our the gallery, local gallery as well, but he didn't pick that up till his retirement and just turned himself over to a class. All of a sudden, he has this amazing gift and is sharing it. My mom, she had amazing gifts. All of a sudden, she's sharing, she's really taken on something new, sharing another gift to to what we're trying to get created and going. It's pretty neat. When we first got to Mesquite, we just kind of decided to start saying yes mm -hmm. to everything, mm -hmm. to every opportunity that came along. And <laughs> oh. that created some uncomfortable situations, <laughs> but it was really interesting. And that's kind of how Juniper came about. Mm -hmm. it, it, we just sort of went with this idea that sort of started snowballing. So Dave, when you were young, did you? He's he's trying to get away from that. Oh, did you see oh, that? Were you yeah. He was changing the subject. I did try. <laughs> I did try. <laughs> I was curious because she was raised with mm -hmm. right brain and left brain mm -hmm. parents. So mm -hmm. I was curious about your background. Mm. I was raised in a state of utter chaos. <laughs> uh, a family of twelve children, no twins, no multiple births at all. Twelve kids. Where did you um, fall out? I was number 10 number of 10. 12. In a family that my mother had a college degree, my father did not, but they really valued education. I think all 12 of, of my siblings ended up with a college degree. And I ended up in the in the world of finance working on a trading desk. And this was in but Minnesota you grew up in? I grew up in Wisconsin, western Wisconsin, oh, okay. a couple miles west, or a couple, couple hours uh, east of the Twin Cities, okay. which is where Charlotte and I met. Uh, okay. I went up there to go to school. She was born and raised in suburban Minneapolis, Burnsville, Minnesota. It was sort of just a matter of survival growing up. Very loving family, a lot of very accomplished people in it, some very artistic. Mm -hmm. I was not one of them. Some very musical. It, it all kind of toward a, the math and the financial yeah, interests. Yeah. I just wanted a job when I got out of college. I didn't care <laughs> yeah. what I was doing. I just wanted a job. I remember those days. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I needed a check. So so then then when we got here, it felt important to do something more meaningful. And one of those things that Charlotte and I seem to be okay at is helping people connect, mm -hmm. um, helping customers connect with artists, artists with their customers, artists with artists. It's really cool when customers come in and meet other customers in the shop unexpectedly. So we, we just really enjoy seeing people make those connections. Now we'll probably have, I'm sure we'll have some artists listening to this podcast do are you still looking for artists to bring work to your shop or is 40 enough for you and you're holding there How's we have added that down from over 60. Oh, wow. and a lot of times sometimes when folks come in they'll this is new to them you mm -hmm. know and they can be a, like any of us a bit insecure and we even encourage some of those artists where they just come in with one piece mm -hmm. they don't have to have a whole collection but we have edited it down to 40 because we do want to be able to showcase and and present people thoughtfully and we do at the at now have a waiting list and part of what now that we know this idea is people are enjoying it they're supporting it they want to see more of it is refining and even curating what Juniper's doing and how we're showing artisans and just working on that. Yeah. It's important to us mm -hmm. that, that we do a good job yes. of, of showing people's art. We're dealing with 800 square feet of mm -hmm. display space. 
You know, I think our total space is 1,000 square feet, maybe 1,100. Two to 300 of it is not display space. So very limited wall space, very limited floor space. We've gone up as high as we can, floor to ceiling, <laughs> and we just can't go out any further. So we, we have to cap it, kind of. Sure, I understand. And I, coming from a math background, I'd be really interested in the statistics of what sells the most or what brings in the most money. How do you... How do you figure out what to put in the shop? And it's fascinating. It's uh, fascinating. It's it's such a range. There's times where I'm like, oh, this is going to be it, and it's not. And then sometimes I'm like, hmm. And that's just people can't get enough of it. One of the things that is, does seem kind of consistent is we're finding that it's really what pe- makes people smile. They're having laughter. That laughter, Mm -hmm. those are things that often end up at there's something about that connection of a lightness that people really respond to. Our community, it's cool. They're always looking for something new, they always want to see something new. Steve, now I know why my friend wants me to paint five of her dogs in a bathtub. (laughs) it's the things that make you smile that's what people are yeah Mm -hmm. and too i i really feel like this you know these recent times and coming out of the experience we have in these last few years you know we got used to ordering a lot online you know this the ease of it there are folks who really enjoy that the thoughtfulness of of shopping as a love, you know, it's a love language when they're gift giving. Mm-hmm. And so we do like to even describe it's a not on Amazon experience, even for the vendors that we carry that aren't things that are made here locally. They're not on Amazon for the, you know, that we really try to look for that because there is that support around that person who wants to support that Etsy experience. And even we have found with the small batch vendor you get a better quality batch there's just when people are focusing in on what they're doing they tend to do it better and so we have a lot of different vendors in our our shop but they're all folks who are really dialed into what they're doing and very proud of what they're offering and in addition to that they're all trying to make the world a better a place in more. one way we, we we find vendors that have really cool stories I, I did this in my previous career. I get attached to a story. I love telling a story. And I love telling the relaying this, the vendor's stories to customers. And, you know, the chocolate that we carry comes from Seattle Chocolate Company. They donate 10% of all their profits to Girls Incorporated every year. There are women-owned businesses, veteran-owned businesses. A, a vendor out of Southern California named Kazi. They contract through fair trade practices with women in East Africa, and they make these beautiful woven baskets and wall art, and it provides a living wage for women in East African countries. Companies in Colombia, in Guatemala, all, all over the world, where they're focused on helping people, specifically helping women get educated and earn a living. And... We just mm-hmm. we think it's important to vote with our dollars, mm-hmm. and we really encourage our customers by learning those stories to start thinking about things the same way. That's fantastic that you support those mm-hmm. organizations. There's a lot of pe- cool companies out mm-hmm. there making really cool products and doing really good things, and we like finding them. 
do you guys have any other interest? Oh, several. Don't tell me pickleball. No. Okay. No. no. Not yet. I have no. not been. Okay. Don't. We do Is... sell just dinking around shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost lost my art art partner, Linda Pickleball. She still comes no. in a few hours a week, but she's on the court quite a bit now. I the, see you. Oh, go ahead. The, the last couple of years, there, you know, this is like having a newborn baby. Mm -hmm. um, there's been little time for outside interests. We've been pretty devoted to this. We're pretty involved in the community. Mm -hmm. We have our community here of, of people that a fellowship that we are involved with. But I certainly love I love looking for the petroglyphs around here. We were foragers back in Minnesota. So when we'd go out hiking, we were looking for forest you know mushrooms morels mm -hmm. chanterelles and so when you're out hiking you're always kind of it was like treasure hunting here that's we've we've translated that looking for petroglyphs and all there's a lot to enjoy in our area so yes. we are mm -hmm, yeah. just a scenic drive can be so relaxed that some of the best suns you know just sitting watching one of our sunrises sunsets no problem. One of the reasons the three of us moved here is because for eight months of the year in Minnesota, you, you can't be outside. Right. It's just, you know, I mean. With ease. The, you know, mm -hmm. I worked in downtown Minneapolis and the buildings are all connected by this habit trail system. You feel like gerbils all the time. <laughs> and when we got here, we really wanted mm -hmm. to spend more time outside. Sure. It, Mesquite has certainly allowed us to do that. Mm -hmm. Do you miss going into your... Um, your ice shack, your fishing shack on the lake. <laughs> surely you've, surely you've been in. I, oh I have, yes. I, oh yeah. Oh yes. You know, in in northern Minnesota, there are lakes, Lake Malax, where you, they have numbers on the ice shacks. You can order pizzas from. from <laughs> can the, you? Yeah, and have them delivered to a specific. I mean, it's entire towns with stop signs out on the ice. Mm -hmm. And some of them have fireplaces, multiple bedrooms. They're, they're not shacks. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're not. They're not shacks. I really think podcasts are a way to connect with one of the oldest artistic traditions, which is storytelling. And that is, I, so I really, I thought it was so fun when we were invited onto this experience. I love listening to podcasts and I love that we have, that there's one right next door for folks too. But I think storytelling is one of the oldest artistic traditions and mm -hmm. I love that you all celebrate it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Is there a funny story that you guys have with Juniper Outpost? One <laughs> sweet thing about this community, we have a little clothing rack that we'll put outside. Just kind of get people to notice us and it's fun. And we were locking up and we had realized that we hadn't put it in there. And we thought, oh, my goodness, we're going to see all kinds of folks running around with great T-shirts from <laughs> Juniper. <laughs> this community is so great. What our neighbor did was they pulled it right. They were working late. They were mm -hmm, yep. and they pulled it right in. But, oh, we thought oh. this is, you know, it's over, Rover. Mm -mm, nothing to worry about here in this town. Nothing. Not even a rack of clothing. <laughs> That's it, wonderful. It was. It's pretty cool to watch. And we get a glimpse of, you know, our generation plus Charlotte's mom's generation watching how people take care of her in this town. That senior, a, a senior citizen gets sick in this town and they've got a block <laughs> of people rallying around them. It's really cool to watch. I think Mesquite is unique. I've never been in a town where people are so welcoming and so friendly and so encouraging. 
Absolutely. We have truly Mm -hmm. felt that. And and that has come through in the support we've gotten um, Mm -hmm. in this adventure we've been on. Now, you guys had an interesting neighbor during COVID. Do you want to talk about that? Who's that? That was the bluegrass band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they were the ones that helped us out with our clothing rack. Right. They're they the had ones a that report the on all rack. hours of the day. They're the one that spotted in the middle of the night and said, this isn't right. They were the good oh, doers. Oh, so good. So there was a, a unit in the Mesquite Plaza that had kind of plain brown paper butcher wrap taped to the windows. And it was like that for as long as we had been here. And we couldn't figure out what they were doing in there. And they would come and go at kind of different hours. And we made up some pretty ludicrous stories about what was going on in there. (laughs) And we come to find out that this couple, our neighbors. Good neighbors. Good neighbors. Wonderful. Right. Were winners of National Endowment for the Arts Award. Oh, wow. Yes. They're, They're musicians that toured all over North America. And when the pandemic hit, they settled here and were doing a live performances out of the Mesquite Plaza. And they, they had a podcast. Highly accomplished, very interesting people. We find that all over Mesquite. It's, it's interesting and it's really fun to hear how people ended up here. Mm-hmm. Nobody has, a lot of people say their parents came here and they came here to be close to their parents. But, but a lot of people like us, we. We don't really know. It was just this weird calling. I don't know, really know how we ended mm-hmm. up here. It just, we did, and we're happy for it. Mm-hmm. Do you guys dream about your Juniper Outpost? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So you get, you get good ideas and have to immediately get up and write them down? Oh, yes. Or just go down to the shop. It's five minutes away. <laughs> Why wouldn't you write it down when you can go down? Everything's five minutes away in the ski. <laughs> I got to get to work. And there's no traffic in the middle right? of the Right? What's night? holding Is me there? back? Or in the What's middle of the day, really. Back? You know, coming, fr- coming from a, a, a metropolitan or urban area. Sure. You know, I, we thought we'd be going to St. George every day mm-hmm. if we needed to. Because a 40-minute commute in Minneapolis mm-hmm. is nothing. That's pretty average. Once we got here, we we don't like leaving that much. It's really nice, peaceful, easy living. Where do you see yourselves and Juniper Post in five years? Are you going to expand, maybe have a restaurant attached? Mm-hmm. or? Oh. <laughs> Dairy farms are in my, that's in my family's lineage, no? Oh, <laughs> or just the, the farm. Uh, with what I what I do see, I want to be able to offer what's, what's important, what's relevant in our area really thoughtfully. I got to, I'm spending more time at our city arts center, our gallery, and getting more connected with the young artists in Vegas and just kind of tuning into how how juniper could could be an opportunity and and get more dialed in to what that next generation of artists are doing right here right you know and and expand that a little bit i really appreciate and love the moapa valley and there's some other businesses in our community that that's part of their where they are from is from overton logandale area and 
So if there was any place that I would love to, if there was a place to, would be in just staying in our valley in this area or just doing what we do, just doing it so well, you know, that it is just something I would love. I do really enjoy that if Juniper Outpost is a place where our community feels really happy to bring their friends and family that are visiting to experience what is really lovely about our community mesquite that's enough you know and just to make sure that when they come in there's something new it is it's what they're it's just what it's what they're wanting Mm -hmm. continuing to meet meet folks where they're at how about you david five years your inventory being buttoned down <laughs> yeah i'd like for you to clean that up inventory within the next five down. <laughs> one thing that we've talked about is becoming a venue for more indigenous artists we think there's a lot of indigenous sure. artists in this area that might be underrepresented in our uh, in, in some of our communities so so that would be that would be a a focus yeah that's a good point and doing it responsibly right you know and i'm trying to get connected with those artists and listen to what they're suggesting as ways to to do that Mm -hmm. yeah and i noticed you talked to alicia the other day thank you very much for coming to the brown bag that was and alicia has some ins in in vegas to some indigenous artists yeah i'll bet i'll bet she does yeah Oh yeah, and I'm sorry I missed that, but we kind of have to tag team. Well, I figured that. that. I, I figured you so... must. I figured you must. She left you at work. She left me at <laughs> Someone's work. Someone's got to man the shop. Well, <laughs> but meeting her too, that was just so inspiring, because too, in even in her situation with what she was doing with at the at ULNV, um, yeah, is any what we're. You can do so much with a little, you know, when you really have a can-do spirit, some real, you know, sources of inspiration. She's really taken that and turned it into something amazing. And so I just like that there is, you know, we, we're we working with what we have and, and there's it's good. And then, yeah, developing it as a group. Have you seen Artist of the Month this month at the Mesquite Fine Arts Gallery? Um, Janet Trebeau is amazing, and she's their artist of the month, and she has Native American blood, but you can just feel it when you look at her work. I have several of her pieces in my home. She does sculptures, she does gourds, paintings, so if you haven't been to see her work, you might want to stop by. We we sure will. Absolutely. Absolutely. The the amount, the diversity and the quality Mm -hmm. of talent in this community is just astounding. The stuff we see is, is, I mean, if if we walked into a gallery in a metropolitan area, you'd expect, you'd be really impressed. And we see that all day long from people bringing stuff in. That's fantastic. And we feel like we're just scratching the surface with the artists in town although the artists in town run away from us <laughs> so you'd be surprised we're talking with the art box yeah would you like to be yeah we're shy artists are shy they tend to be they tend to be little you yeah. know that's yeah. you it's hard well i i feel like a lot of artists whatever they're offering their hearts right you know there's a little piece of their heart right there too and so 
Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I can appreciate that, but they ought not be. No, they should. They ought but, not be. But I think what we find is even people who are a little shy to come on, as soon as you get them talking. Yes. So we're just we're grateful to have had the opportunity to be here. We're really grateful to have the opportunity to be in in Mesquite. There aren't a lot of communities we could have gone into and and done what we're doing. It just it, it this. Mesquite made it real easy for us to do this. Good. And it's been very supportive, so we're very grateful for that. Good. Well, people in Mesquite are very artsy, and they love to have good art in their house and give good art as gifts. Exactly. Truly. Truly. Mm -hmm. Our last question we always ask our visitors to the podcast is, what has inspired you this week? What has inspired me this week? I work with some young people as, as a part of a group that I that I'm with and just just seeing the light bulb come on for people seeing trying new ways of doing things and thinking oh god that wasn't so painful that worked uh, I'm going to do more of that seeing that light bulb come on for people inspires me That's and you Charlotte pressure's on I know I know <laughs> you'll edit this right <laughs> um Honestly, what inspired me this last week is because it just it took me back to that place of, wow, we got there, is our neighbors are are having their experience of their grand opening bootlegger trading and just having gone in there, really taking in what they in all what they have created, all the beauty, knowing what they started with and what it was, you know, just it just took me in. I thought. Oh my goodness, if that's how people feel when right on. This is awesome. And so that was really I'm just really happy for them. I know what it what it really kind of takes to get to that place where you're ready to open your doors and and invite a community in. And so I was that that was real exciting last week and just kind of got me where it's like, yep, this is it's totally worth it. You know, it's struggling in front of others at times when you're not, you know, there's learning curves to all these things. And but when I see things like that in the development of steam, even every time I go by, there's something new, you know, and it's just like, look at us grow. That's very inspiring. I I want to do things and I want to do them very well. And I've learned that perfectionism is a joy kill of that creative process. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. We've January is a lot of wrapping up things and a lot of details. And I just am, a, I'm just in a lot of gratitude where I'm like, wow, look at us all grow. It's pretty cool. Well, Dave and Charlotte, this has been so fun to sit down mm -hmm. and talk with you, Thank you. and learn more yeah. about your store as well as your lives and your mission. Thank you. Of what you want to do here. Thank you for coming today. Thank you, guys. Really Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. Really cool. Broadcasting from the Mesquite Works Steam Center in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Artbox sponsors thank you for listening. You can find us on Spotify and Amazon Music. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We welcome all comments. You can email us at artboxvv at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of its hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the Virgin Valley Artists Association.